Hey, I'm back. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the great, world-famous Mike Davis Show, St. Augustine this evening. I have some extraordinary guests in studio. Very, very excited to dive in and talk all about the wonderful world of St. John's County Center for the Arts. Uh, before we get into that great discussion, they've got a very exciting show coming up. And I also want to talk about the theater itself and how we can rally as a community around this incredible center. Um, but we got to get paid first. So let's, uh, let's celebrate some booze. I got, just got this message from the great Nicole Nettles over at Blue Water Jewelers. Sparkle and sweeten your love story. Indulge in romance with Blue Water Jewelers and Creme de la Coco. Y'all, if you have not had Creme de la Coco, run, don't walk. It's incredible. Uh, this Valentine's Day, elevate your love game with Blue Water Jewelers where every gem tells a story as sweet as chocolate. They have a sweet deal alert. If you purchase anything for $149 or more, you'll receive a box of decadent truffles from Creme de la Coco. How sweet is that? I mean, you're getting jewelry and you're getting a little bit something extra. So why choose between diamonds and chocolates when you can have both? Explore their stunning collection of jewelry that will make your heart skip a beat. They've got unique designs, sweet surprises, and gifts for every budget. From elegant necklaces to charming bracelets, find the perfect expression of your love within your budget. Plus, they have the added treat of these truffles, which makes it even sweeter. This is a limited time offer, so check them out for Valentine's Day. Visit Blue Water Jewelers 500 Anastasia Boulevard. Super excited for them. And I know this is a great season, and they've got a lot of fun things to offer everybody out there. There's something for everybody in that store. That's why I love it. Also, A to Z offers free estimates, and they've been serving St. John's County for over 20 years in the construction industry. A to Z offers painted metal roofs for saltwater area homes with warranties for up to 25 years. A to Z offers shingle roofs with warranties for up to 50 years. They also install tile roofing, cedar, shake, shingles, nailed it, designer roofing, and flat roof coverings. They have recent job photos and material descriptions. They can all be seen at A to Z Roofing and waterproofing.com. And I would be remiss if I did not mention South State Bank. The team at South State Bank is a group of bankers you can count on. Their approach to building long-term relationships with their customers is the best in the business. If you're looking for a banking relationship you can depend on, check out South State Bank. They've got three locations to serve you, which is on State Road 312, State Road 16, and the beach, of course. Visit uh, their website, southstatebank.com, member FDIC. All right, now we got the business out of the way. Let's get on to the fun stuff. We've got the world famous director of the stars, Mr. Romeo in studio. How you doing, buddy? Hello. I'm so excited to see you. It's so good to see you again. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. I know, I know. I mean, you had that epic interview about Newsies, and I heard you guys got some major awards from that, right? We did. We got nominated for uh, 40 Applause Awards, which are the uh, Central Florida High School Musical Theater Awards. Whoa, 40? Yeah, we got nominated for 40 awards. Wait a minute, like excited. Taylor Swift. Only gets nine and I'm nine Grammys. You guys got 40, 40 That's nominations. Yeah, really awesome. proud of all those students. They did a great job. So, um, before we jump into the interview, talk to us a little bit about St. John's County Center for the Arts and like where what it, what it's all about and uh, how can our community step in? Absolutely. So, uh, St. John's County Center for the Arts is the uh, Performing and Visual Arts Academy uh, for uh, St. John's County School District, and it is uh, housed at St. Augustine High School. Go Jackets! Hey, uh, love it. <laughs> and uh, it is an audition only program where incoming uh, freshmen and incoming sophomores are able to audition mm. in any of the performing arts uh, pathways as well as the visual arts oh, cool. to come from any high school 
in the county to come to us. So all of the top artists in the county can be together and create together in one space. Now, I was told today that this was one of the very first academies in St. John's County School District. It was. It was. Mr. Jeffrey Farmer Dodd. We all love Jeff Dodd. He worked (laughs) diligently to make sure that this happened so that um, our students would have a place to really prepare for a career in the arts or uh, for a college degree. Now, Mr. Dodd left a legacy, but I will say that you absolutely put your stamp and your signature on all of the performing arts over there like really have taken have taken us to different heights different levels and different shows that I never thought that we could I didn't even know that that the dream on Royal Street which we'll talk about today, even existed this yeah. is awesome yeah it's 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 a uh, not that well known of a show and I know we'll get to it in a little bit but how uh, did you how do you stumble upon some of these shows um well the dream on Royal Street uh, first of all I just love musical theater mm. so I I love just jumping into it musical theater history all that stuff and I actually had a teacher when I was at college at Penn State recommend a song uh from this show for me to sing for auditions yeah. Really? Um, yes, which one of our guests are actually sings in the show. Which is oh, that's exciting. awesome. Uh, and I just kind of got a little bug in my ear for it. Okay. And so this year we decided, um, you know, there's been a lot going on across the state and we wanted to make sure that the work that we were doing is going to be great for everybody who wants to come see a show. Right. So we chose uh, The Magic of Alan Menken as our theme for this year. So Newsies was written by Alan Menken. Oh, wow. Uh, the Dream on Royal Street is, a, is not very well known, but written by him. We're doing Descendants later on in the year, which cool. has a lot of mu- his music. And, you know, he's well known for Little Shop of Horror, and uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, a lot of those big Disney classics. Is it hard to pick things for students? Because, I mean, sometimes, you know, shows can be controversial. So how is it, how do you weed out and make sure that it's appropriate for for them? You know, it's difficult um, because we want to make sure that it is something that's appropriate for a high school audience, but it's also appropriate for the community at large who wants to come see it, Mm -hmm. as well as challenging the students to get ready for that college. Yeah. uh, That college that's going to be coming around the the corner. Um, So we need to make sure that we're pushing the boundaries a little bit, but not too much. (laughs) But you talked about, um, in your mission statement, it says pre-professional program. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what kind of of pre-professionalism do they learn? Absolutely. So we really try to make sure that we're setting them up for the way the real world's going to work outside of high school, whether Mm. they decide to go to college for the arts or not. So for example, I know in our rehearsals for the musicals, we follow our The Actors' Equity uh, Association rules, which is the professional union of actors. Absolutely. Um, They are actually over all of the Disney World performance which a lot of people don't realize they are union performers. They're the largest single employer of uh, union actors in the country, Walt Disney World. And, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's interesting. And um, we follow all of those rules. So for breaks, every 55 minutes, they get a five-minute break. Every 80 minutes, they'll get a 10-minute break. Uh, we try to make sure that we're giving them enough time for meal breaks and all that stuff. So we're, we're giving them the structure of what things are going to look like moving forward. We also want to prep them for the next step. Keegan mm-hmm. McGee, some of you might have seen when we were here talking about Children of Eden. Yeah, yeah. She was our guest. She's actually in Chicago right now auditioning for a large amount of musical theater schools, including Carnegie Mellon, oh, which is the number wow. one musical theater school in the country. She made it through their first round of calls, so we're really excited How for her. amazing yeah. is that? Oh, I love that story. Now, you talk about commitment and self-discipline. You really have to bring your, your A-game to an academy like this. Yes. Talk about the commitment and talk about the self-discipline. I mean, these, these students are extremely committed. Not only are they working really hard in class to learn the technique, and it's not just can they sing, can they dance, can they act. It's the history behind it. They need to write papers about shows. They need to analyze material. Mm-hmm. And MST um, in the ACE class, they do a lot of devised scenes and devised work. Ooh. Uh, and 
on top of that, we stay after school three to four hours a day, uh, every day after school. On yep. Saturdays, we're there for almost eight to nine hours between set builds and extra rehearsals. It is a big commitment, and not just for the students. It's also a big commitment for all of the parents. So I want to thank any any of the parents that are watching now, too, because I know all that you have to sacrifice so that your kids can shine, and it really does mean a lot for us at the school. That's incredible. And, like, how do you collaborate with the community, and what can they do to jump in? Well, right now, one of the things that we'd really love the community to help out with is... Is, um, at St. Augustine High School, you know, we are the high school. Yes. We've been around for a while, which <laughs> is we say. awesome. And yeah. we have this beautifully, acoustically perfect auditorium, which a lot of people don't realize because oh. it was built, uh, the auditorium was actually built before there was um, amplified sound, oh. uh, which is awesome. However, when uh, some of the upgrades went in about mm, 25 years ago, if my numbers are correctly, 20, 25 years ago, okay. yeah. <laughs> Just imagine using a computer that's our, our, our light like, board. Yeah. Our light board in the black box runs on MS-DOS. I'm oh not even kidding. Goodness. We no. have to boot up and it loads an MS-DOS. And <laughs> I, I know, I know. Uh, we need, we definitely need some upgrades and we've definitely had some great oh, support. Oh, we can do it. After our last interview, I know that a lot of people reached out to the school board and it meant a difference. The ball is rolling. We just nice. don't want the steam to die. So please, if you're interested in arts in our area, we really need some new sound equipment. We need some new lighting equipment in our auditorium because we want to prepare uh, these individuals for the next step mm -hmm. and we can't do that, you know, running a window with Windows 95 on it, a computer with Windows 95. So, so. I'm going to ask you a little controversial of a question, but has any of the like the the technology has it ever hindered any of your any of your productions because you didn't have like the latest and greatest? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll honest. say yeah, during Newsies, uh, we had a little. This is a funny story. <laughs> I had a little bit of a, a, a mini panic attack um, because right before one of our shows, when our applause award judges were coming, one of our lights decided to not respond to the um, light board anymore. Oh, of course. And it was strobing, multicolored, <laughs> and on our on our rail that's in the house so we need to get like a $2,000 lift to be able to even get in there to adjust that light oh, wow. and it wasn't responding so I went on a ladder with a broom nobody should ever do this I kept telling the kids don't do this don't do this yeah. and put black gaffers tape over the lens oh, and it was goodness. still rotating and flashing during the show we just couldn't see it because the the tape on the lens so wow. this is this is the equipment we're, we're working with right now so you didn't want to just like re-choreograph the moment and maybe just do like a pop and lock or yeah. something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do one upon it one more time right. for the next show. There it is. <laughs> so let's segue into A Dream on Royal Street. Could you introduce, uh, we have two fabulous actresses here today. I'm yes. very excited to meet them. <laughs> yes. So first, we have Olivia Smith Hi. and she is playing the role of Helena in mm -hmm. The Dream on Royal Street. Yes. Yes. And we have <laughs> Kate Worrell and she is playing the role of Hermia in The Dream on Royal Street. Oh, I love this. So do you remember your audition process? Yes. What, um, what, what made you want to try out for this show? Just my passion and my love for musical theater. Yeah. You know, like, this was in, like, you could choose if you wanted to, like, do the show and participate in the show. I'm like, there is no way I'm not going to try out. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I love musical theater. It, it's, it, I just resonate with it so much. Yeah. So just being able to experience and have more opportunities and, like, trying to continue this when um i'm in college and stuff i'm like i have to go for it yeah. but the audition process it was very fun like we did a dance call then we had a real audition and for the audition i mean it's not difficult it's challenging like finding pieces in music for a show you don't really know much about true true yeah but do you once, audition with with something from the actual show or did you have no. your oh something you have to, okay yeah, you have what to did you pick just curious i picked you know what? 
I don't remember what I said. <laughs> well, I'm like, it works. this is the song. <laughs> so I said, okay, locked in. <laughs> I love it. Kate, what about you? Um, I love a good comedy. Like those, those resonate with me a lot. Uh-huh. I just love, I love um, Southern comedies. Oh, I love I that too. It's my favorite to do a Southern accent. Oh, I love um, it. <laughs> but you need to be in Steel Magnolias. I, Dream show. Oh my god, one hundred percent. Shelby, drink the juice. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just I love a good comedy, and I love some crazy, funny. Um, farces so yeah. I just I was like and I love working with brilliant people and directors so I was just like we have to I, I have to do this yeah so, yeah and talking about that commitment and talking about what you guys have to I mean sacrifice between every production mm-hmm. can you talk about some of the things that you really had to focus on for this role um honestly I had to focus on the character development of Hermia she's she's not all the time crazy yeah like a lot of um roles that I've played before so I needed to make sure that she has a full arc in her story yeah, um, yeah. so the crazy is funny and it's not just over the top but, got it yes what about you how did you prepare um I feel like I focused more yeah as well character development because I know Helena she is she is a wild ride. All right, give me a little backstory on this okay. wild ride lady. So, one, Helena, she's not a girl's girl. I want her to be so bad. She is not a girl's girl. <laughs> and um, she just loves Demetrius. She loves Demetrius so much. And it's because she, like, I'm not going to get too far into the story. Come February 15th, 16th, yes, and 17th. It. I love it. No, but <laughs> she just wants to be with Demetrius so bad. And it's not because she's like, she is crazy for Demetrius, but it's not because, oh, this is a boy and I love him. It's because she feels like Demetrius completes her. So mm-hmm. there's no way she's letting go of this man. Oh, I so, love this. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Romeo, tell us a little bit without revealing too much about the Dream on Royal Street. And isn't it based on something that, from, that we're all familiar with? It is. It is. The Dream on Royal Street is actually a, a quote unquote contemporary musical <laughs> version of uh, William Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, one of my favorites. Yes, I know. Me too. It's so it's funny. Magical. It's so funny. Limelight just did it in the parking lot, I believe, a couple weeks ago or maybe a couple months ago. Yes. They yeah, did. it was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And it really works for an outdoor space. It does. What about this? Well, um, this is not in an outdoor space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, our theater you know, needs updating, but this is actually inside. This yeah. is actually inside. <laughs> um, but what was really great about it is they set it in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Okay. Hence the Mardi Gras beads. Oh, hence the Mardi Gras beads. Um, it's it set in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. It was supposed to be set in the mid-70s, uh, early 70s. We pushed it back a little bit and set it in the mid to late 60s. Okay. Um, wow. I just like the wardrobe better. Yeah, you yeah, know. <laughs> It's so much. Know, it's so much more fun. Uh, but you know, they've made it a little bit more contemporary. So it all takes place in the lobby of the Royal Street Hotel, and oh. then in the guard in the Athenian Gardens that they have out back. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, because now I can see how they're going to tie it in with the gardens and the outdoor scenes and stuff. Okay, yes. this is cool. so. Talk about the production. Talk about like how did you come up with like the aesthetic? Yeah, we're really excited about it. So um, it's a show that not a lot of people know, and I realized that as we worked on Children of Eden last year, mm. if anyone did any of you saw that it was we really enjoyed it um when we worked on children of eden last year they didn't have a full cast recording for that show they only had selections from well i I started to realize that the songs that there was a cast recording for the kids knew 
100% without a problem. When there wasn't a cast recording to listen to the song, they were having a more difficult time picking it up. Mm. So for this year, educationally, I wanted to pick a show where there was not a cast recording and not a YouTube video of a production where they uh, were going to be able to watch oh, it. so you just got rid of the Clips Notes on That's it. That's it. They, <laughs> they are learning this show. You are that professor. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, and so, of course, Midsummer we know, so there's a great source material yeah. to look at and see how this all comes together. Uh, but all of the music we're all learning for the first time. Uh, Benjamin Beck, our music director has done a great job laying down tracks and everything uh, and it has this really great um, like late 60s folk feel mixed with a little bit of that like rock doo-wop oh um, I like that Alan Macon wrote this at the same time while he was writing Little Shop of Horrors so oh, it feels a lot okay. like Little Shop musically but set to Midsummer Night's Dream feed me Seymour yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I remember yes so you guys how um, how's rehearsals going it's going great, honestly. How it's, long does the rehearsal? Like, like, are you like weeks out? Like, how how long have you been in this whole trenches? Of like show? two to three weeks mm-hmm. so far. Cool, so cool. we have a total of four weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty much every single night except for like Mondays um, uh, a week, and it's it only lasts like three hours. But you know, we get so much done, and it yeah. it honestly is so productive and so much fun. Like. The atmosphere is amazing. So I agree. How how is rehearsals for you? It's the same thing. I love it. Just the atmosphere, just rehearsing and being with my friends, as well as like learning stuff in the future. Because Mm -hmm. I know we only get to do this in four weeks. So being able to put all of this together in four weeks and being prepared, because, you know, like on Broadway, I'm pretty sure they don't take like three, four months to do a show. So we're conditioning right. to see what it's like and like learning lines faster and music so it's really fun is that hard to learn lines especially a big script like like what do you have any techniques i wouldn't say it's hard i would just say it's challenging mm. but i love a challenge yeah. so <laughs> yeah helen mirren actually uh fills her bathtub up with like hot water and she'll sit there with her script and she doesn't care if the water gets super cold she can't get out of the tub until she's done learning her line like wow. it's like That's that intense <laughs> How do you yeah, how do you guys get like involved with learning your lines? Do you have do you have any like special techniques? Honestly, my amazing brother, like <laughs> after rehearsal, I make him come into my room and he'll he knows the show uh, like front to back. He, oh, I love that. He knew I was in Boeing Boeing like not too long ago and he knew the whole show like and was mouthing the words in the English. Oh, I love that. He's like he's your so face mom, but not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but he's so sweet about it and he's willing to do it. So, so yeah, fabulous. Yeah. That's good. Are your scripts like curled up with notes everywhere written? And Absolutely. Stuff? How is um, <laughs> how is Mr. Romeo as a director? Is he more of like an organic approach? Like mm-hmm. you guys kind of come up with some of your character development or is there already a, a structured like I want you to to move stage left like what does that look like i feel he doesn't like giving us reads because he wants us to like find things on our own so that definitely helps us mm-hmm. but yeah he's more of a organic yeah like, yeah. yeah would you agree with that Kate? <laughs> yes i think that in this production because it's such a big farce you know some things just have to be staged mm-hmm. down to like the last yeah. thing like it, it for our safety. <laughs> but but everything else, we're just very, okay, if you feel like you're going to, you want to move here, mm-hmm. then move here. Like, yeah. why didn't you move? Like, it's that type of thing yeah. that's very um, empowering at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things I'd like to say real quick yeah. is um, I'm not the only director on this production. Okay. It is co-directed with um, a junior uh, by the name of Logan Everson. If you oh, saw the Newsies interview, Logan. he was cool. one of our Jack Kellys. We love him. I just um, had his mom on the show. We were oh, talking about uh, Habitat. Yeah. Well, we love <laughs> One of the things that we started and we're trying to do is, again, create more opportunities for our students. Mm -hmm. So we're actually starting 
a directing pathway nice. at SJCCA, and Logan's kind of our guinea pig. I love that. So he is actually in my first year musical theater class, not as a first year musical theater student, because he's well past that, yeah, yeah. And as a directing student. So whenever we're workshopping things, he's also giving notes. He's seeing how that works, and he's going to be fully directing our first year musical this year. Well, he directed a one act with Miss T, 39 Steps, as part of this mm-hmm. directing pathway, and now he's co-directing the musical with me. Mm. So all of the, um, in the original is what's called the mechanicals, but they're the bellhops here, you know, right. flute and bottom yeah, and quince and all them. them. Oh. All of that work is... All my in, friends. All, all your friends <laughs> um, is entirely Logan. That is all of his work. Cool. And then, I mean, a little feedback from me. And then just like when I've been working with the lovers, it's mm. mostly me with a little feedback of him. And we've really worked together on that. And we have a student choreographer named Landon Cole this time. So all of the choreography is uh, choreographed by a student. Wow, how do you make sure that you don't step on their toes artistically? I try really hard. Yeah, I yeah, keep yeah. telling myself, I told Logan whatever he wants, mess. he's going to get. I keep, yeah, it. it's it's it, it's been difficult. I trust Logan a lot. And yeah. I think having him in class and teaching him, you know, the basics. I mean, he knows a lot of those basics. But, mm-hmm. like, how you do things from the educational side and the technical side. A lot of us as directors, we go things by feel, Mm -hmm. but there is a science behind it. So being able to help him learn that and then be able to have him do something and go, hey, remember when we talked about it? And he goes, oh, that's right. Maybe we should try this instead. Um, But they would know better if we've been handling it pretty well. But I feel like it's been a pretty true collaboration. Yeah, I like the collaboration. Do you guys like that? I love it. It's like having... I have two different views, like one um, saying like, oh, this is good. And the other one like, oh, this is good. And they collaborate. Mm-hmm. And it's just all fun experience. Like, and it gives us like something because in the future, we probably, well, we're going to have different viewpoints and stuff. We're not going to have the same True. director every, yeah, every show. Meet each other yeah, we so are, yeah. it's good having a different viewpoint, like in the long run. So, so like Kate, do fun. you feel like you have to be a triple threat in this in this program? Do you have to sing? Do you have because I, I can't dance for nothing. <laughs> I like, can't oh dance my God, for nothing oh. either. It's I'm okay. like rock step. That's about all you're gonna get out of me. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I have I'm lucky. singing flat and I off sh- key, but I can act like anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, I honestly no. I think that. Like dancing is not is not my strong suit. I love ballet. Ballet I like doing. Nice. But like tap, you can ask him. Right. Tap Tuesdays <laughs> are not my thing. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's so um, inclusive though because we are able to um, become those triple threats yeah. at the end of our senior years. I mean that's when we really expect ourselves to be like that. Yes. Um, as of right now, I expect myself to do the best that I can do. So. Yeah. That's that's going to be amazing. Good. And look, and every year is going to get better and yes, better yes. and better because you're going to yes. believe in yourself every single time. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. Very, very cool. So what else? What, what else about the dream on Royal Street that everyone can look forward to? Um, I think it's a, I think it's just a really fun time. You mm-hmm. know, like we chose this weekend for the show because it's the weekend right after Fat Tuesday. Um, so we wanted to have that Mardi Gras feel I to it. Yeah. Uh, so it should feel a little bit like a party with everybody coming in. Um, there's going to be some audience interaction, which is always uh, a lot Ooh, of fun. That- that's interesting. Yes, okay. yes. The, the the cast will be in with the audience a little bit. It will be a good time. Oh, I like that. Um, and, you know, it is it is based on Shakespeare. Mm. And if you know Midsummer, you know that there's a whole bit involving a donkey. And that's all that I'm going to say. And there are certain <laughs> words that we use for a donkey. Of course. In older language that is used a lot. <laughs> um, so as far as language goes, that's really the only issue there. Okay. Um, so if you're comfortable with that at home, it's completely available for everybody because we're talking about donkeys. Uh, and, you know, it does involve some mistaken identity. 
identity when it comes to the lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I said there are some romantic situations. So it's it's rated PG, um, but it's like Shrek family humor. I like that. I like to say. I um I came across a, a review uh, of The Dream on Royal Street, and the words and lyrics are very true to the original story, and the score is the best. They are excellent, hilarious songs that work so well for middle schoolers and high schoolers alike. So many great roles for lots of kids and students. This is very accessible and creative modernization of a Midsummer Night's Dream. Would you agree with that? I would agree with it. Okay. I would agree with it. Um, the script is very, very funny. It mm. is a farce, so it's it's ridiculous. Like, there's no other way to word it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's ridiculous. But if the original Midsummer's directed well, it's also ridiculous and over the top. But there's and funny, a, sort you know? of like the, uh, there's like a quarrel with lovers. Am I saying that right? Yes, like, there okay. are. Okay, so there, she has to make a decision of like which lover or she's being. Well, there might there might be some magic involved. Oh, I love. Mm. Magic. There might be some magic involved. <laughs> oh, I love magic. You know, and the king and queen of the fairies, which is Oberon and Titania, are in yeah, the yeah, original. Yeah. In our production, they are rock stars coming in from Las Vegas to oh, perform for Mardi Gras. So cool. Yeah, so there might be a little a little magic spell that takes place. So some people who loved some people end up loving somebody else, and it causes a whole uh, array of hilarity which ensues. So <laughs> tell me about like if the if there's someone out there that has uh, a student that's interested in being a part of all of this amazing spectacle that you guys bring at, time after time. What what? What, is there like a time period that they could audition? There or? is our auditions. Um, the applications for St. John's County School District closed on January 31st. Oh, wow. So incoming eighth graders had to apply by that time okay. um, to be able to be a part of SJCCA. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to come to our auditions, which, you know, it's it's a lot. You know, you got to come and you got to show us that you're at the level that you need to be at to enter the program. Right. However, what I will say is if your student is already zoned for St. Augustine High School, mm-hmm. shoot me an email. Go to www.sjcca.org. Reach out to me. Um, if your student is already zoned and we don't have to get approval from the district, we are still working on scheduling and we can set up some virtual auditions or some some late auditions uh, if you're interested in joining us. Um, however, if you are out of zone for St. Augustine High School and you are a rising freshman, you still get one more year. As long as you're a rising sophomore, you can come audition for us next year. So once you're in, you're in. So like Kate doesn't have Ooh. to do it. Okay, Ooh. Kate. We it is a pre-professional program. Cool. So if you know, if it looks like the student isn't succeeding at the level where we feel like they need to be to, to be successful, mm-hmm. we have a conversation with that student and discuss that maybe the program may not be the best choice for them because we want them to succeed. We don't want them to get poor grades. We don't want them to feel bad or about themselves. Yeah. Or get lost. And there are plenty of other pathways then once you're already there to maybe audition for. Maybe somebody comes in for musical theater as a freshman mm-hmm. and they love it and they think it's great and then they're really being held up on the dance. And they go, actually, I'd rather be in theater and chorus and not be in musical theater anymore. We work with them to be so able to So that makes that sense. It's a good transition. We had um, Amy Angelilli on and she has Third Space Improv. Are there improv sp- uh, groups like that? Is that like a good training technique that students could jump into? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Improv is fantastic. It lets you think on your feet. Yeah. Um, for example, at auditions. I'm surprised when you both talked about auditions, you didn't talk about my favorite part of auditions. Oh, what is it? Where <laughs> there is a monologue in A Midsummer Night's Dream that they've turned into a song in the show oh, yeah? about like, if I am your, uh, I'll be your span- spaniel, you can beat me, spurn me, blah, 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 blah. Oh, so there's a whole song called Treat Me Like a Dog. Yes. So all of the girls auditioning have to crawl around on all fours oh, and bark and, and whimper and whine. And I have the best bark. So. <laughs> Which dog were you imagining you were at that moment. I keep like a little I keep myself like just a little chihuahua. Like you know? a little teacup chihuahua, they're just, yeah. They're so tiny, but they have 
Bark. They're mighty. Oh, yes. Tiny <laughs> but mighty. Kate? I I did not get called back. <laughs> so so I am I was good not doing that part of the ocean process. You were busy drinking your juice show. Know, okay. <laughs> oh, so much fun. What um talk about your costumes, guys. Like are you do you, do you love it? Because sometimes I've been in shows in which yes. I they put like a burlap bag on me with no silhouette. I mean, do you, are you loving what you're wearing? I love my costume. Miss Catatelli. Yeah. Best costume around here. Love it, here. love it. Yes, because I know we have um, togas. So we're going to be wearing mm-hmm. togas mm-hmm. throughout the show. Cool. So, yeah, I love I love my costume. It's all right. about the drape. I love yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I have, like, this Jackie O, like, <gasps> really? very JFK assassination, um, like, Amazing. sort of, like, <laughs> suit, of I course, guess. Of like, very Chanel. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. There Chanel. we go. Yes. Yeah. So I th- it's <laughs> very cute and fashionable. I love it. Oh, that is so great. This is so cool that you brought this to the 60s. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I moved it I moved it back a little bit because much like Little Shop, it, it, it has that kind of a more 60s duop feel to it musically uh-huh. um, and a little bit of folk. Um, so I felt like it just kind of fit better in the 60s. When it was written, it was meant to be a contemporary retelling. Mm-hmm. But that was in the mid to late 70s. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not contemporary anymore. So I really tried to convert it into a period piece. Okay. Um, because if we tried to make it contemporary now, the music would just feel a little dated. Mm-hmm. So we've really gone headstrong in. Um, and it, we're, we're making it, we're setting it around 1965. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is, is it's, there's still that more conservative Jackie O style 60s, <laughs> yeah. but we're also moving into the hippie culture, the hippie era, go-go mm-hmm. boots. So those cool. rock stars are going to be a little bit more hippie. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is going to be a little bit more of that mid 60s feel. Love um, and Sandra, Miss um, Sandra, our costume designer is from England. Oh, I love so it. So the 60s out there were very different than the 60s here so it's a really wonderful um, blend of all of the different styles of 60s because whenever you're meeting at Mardi Gras you're going to have people from all different walks of life so we have all those different styles represented so do you only work on one project at a time or can you work at multiple like are you already thinking about the next show already thinking about the next we have a review April uh, 4th and 5th um, called The Magic of Mencken we're already starting to roll that out and figure out what that's going to be Miss T has already started she's already pulled costumes her sets (laughs) have done she's ready to go uh, for a production of Peter and the Starcatcher, uh, which if you don't know Peter and the Starcatcher, Tony Award winning play, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. It won mm. the Tony that year. Um, and it's it, it's similar to a prequel story. It's like what Wicked is to musical theater okay, is okay. what, it, to Wizard of Oz, is what Peter and the Starcatcher is to Peter Pan. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like that prequel story about how it all came about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic production. I can't wait to see it. And it's April 18th, I believe, is her production. Yes. Um, that weekend in there. Fantastic. So, yeah, lots of things coming up on the pipeline. So can you tell me... What musical inspires you to be this great actress? The Wiz. Oh, the Wiz. <laughs> I, it's my favorite musical. He's on down I the road. Yes. <laughs> I play Dorothy a while back, so and cool. I'm like, I have to play this role again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love it when you find one? This is like, I am meant yes, for this role. Absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. What about you, Kate? Um, I love Phantom of the Opera. That is like really? my, that is what I would want to do for the rest of my life. Um, really? Yeah. And Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Sound of music, the hills are alive. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. The hills are alive. Yes. <laughs> so let's play a quick little game if you don't, if you don't mind. Ooh. I'm going to pull up some musicals and you're going to tell me take it or leave it. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we got to pay homage to the great Cheetah Rivera. So, West Side Story, take it or leave it? Take, take, take it. it. Take, take it. it. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Uh, cabaret. Take oh, it. That's take a take for me. It. Take, take it. <laughs> this new yes. revival looks so good coming so Broadway. So good. Oh, My Fair Lady. 
Take it. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the revival the way they reworked the yeah. end. Okay. I'll take the revival the way they reworked it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> what about Greece? Take I should say Greece. Lift it up there. It. That's it. my childhood show. So. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I'm 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 a little bit of a leave it with Greece. Well, <laughs> the movie is great. The play the the stage version is very very different, and people usually get yeah. really disappointed when they see the stage version because it's mm-hmm. not what they're used to. So yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Chicago. Take it. Take oh it. my gosh. Take, take it, it all the way. Uh, let me see Hamilton. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> Did you not love it? I mean, I don't love it, but I, I didn't like love it. it either. Yeah. And I felt like so out of place because everybody was like <laughs> raving about it. Yes, it just, and, it was, lo- and yeah. I love I love music, and it just did it. It just didn't land for me. No, yes. I, I I was in the city when In the Heights came out, so uh, I feel like there was so much oh. buzz behind In the Heights and Lin Manuel Miranda and blah 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 yeah, and all yeah, of yeah. that. Then when I saw Hamilton, I was like In the Heights two point set to history, so right, right. it didn't have Ooh, necessarily right. the giant buzz for me that In the Heights had. So I, it. It's a little bit of a leave it. We'll leave it in the box. Yeah, we'll leave it in the box. We can pull it out every time. Give it a little look. How about Rent? <gasps> take, take it all the way. Take it all the way. One of my all-time favorites. Oh, gosh, I would love to see that again. It was so amazing. That was one of my favorite shows of all time. Wicked. Take it. Take it. You guys are taking a lot. Lameness. Take, Take it. it. Really? It's my favorite mm-hmm. show. It's a beautiful show. And I'll definitely give that to you. And our last one, Fiddler on the Roof. Ooh. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Blake. Leave, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Much makeup, much nothing. Certainly yeah. <laughs> not. Oh, that's fun. So oh. cool. So what else do people have to look forward to um, with, with all that's going on? I mean, you've got... What you said, you have another one coming up, uh, another show coming up uh, the nineteenth of April. Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's Peter and the Starcatcher. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, we're doing a review of all Alan Menken music. And if you don't know Alan Menken, I think I said this earlier. Mm. He, he's um, the composer. He's written Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Enchanted, uh, a Bronx Tale, Sister Act, the musical. He's written so much music. So we're going to celebrate a bunch of the music that you haven't gotten to hear this year through the rest of our shows. Okay. Uh, and then we, our first year musical is Descendants, which is going to be uh, in May. Okay. Uh, so keep an that's eye out. That's what for I was that. tripping up on. Yeah. Okay, so that's in May. And okay. that's our first year musical theater uh, class that's going to be in it. Mm. And then our rising seniors, because at that point when the show comes out, our seniors' last day has already happened. So our seniors won't be there anymore. Oh, wow. So it's the juniors taking ownership of the program, and they will be directing, choreographing, producing, music directing, the whole kit. It's completely student done. I'm just the guy with the credit card. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, swipe twice. Tell them yeah. you have till two payments, right? <laughs> yes. That is so good. Um, talk to me about, let me see. Um, Various themes that you um, that you look for in shows, and various themes that you look for with auditioning too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So um, for me, when I I really try to I like themed seasons. Okay. Like last year, everything was based on a book. Um, so we did like Once Upon a Mattress, and we did Children of Eden, and we did Frozen Junior because you mm. know it's based on the Snow Queen. So um, I try to choose themes. This year, it really was about Alan Menken celebrating his music and making you feel like anybody could come see any of the shows this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was the way that I went about it. Next year, I have some other ideas that I'm thinking about, but we'll see how that all lands out. I'm not ready to divulge. How do you do um, that? Do you have like a committee that you talk to nope. about it or you just you're like I, I, <laughs> I look at where they are educationally so okay. the reason why I decided to do the Alan Menken year this year was because of the dream on Royal Street this was the first show that I actually chose for the season this year mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to choose a show where the students had to learn from scratch and there aren't very many shows 
that don't have some kind of a cast recording or a demo recording or something Mm -hmm. that they're going to be able to listen along to. So I really wanted to choose something that they were going to have to learn from the ground up. And then from there, I was like, well, Alan Menken wrote it. Why don't I do all Alan Menken shows? So I usually hone in on a show that educationally, I feel like the students need Mm -hmm. to grow as an artist. And then from there, I build the rest of it around. I love that. So, ladies, talk about your career in acting, and, and where where do you see yourself? I mean, name it and claim it moment. Do you see yourself in New York? Or are you going to be in L.A.? Are you going to be in Chicago? What what kind of theaters are you looking into? Like, what what moves you? What inspires you? You know, I just see myself on a stage. Like, when I think about 10 years from now, on mm. stage, 15, on stage, 5, on stage, like... I my passion is musical theater, singing, dancing, acting. So anything. Have you always involving? always had this passion? Always. Oh, I love this. Like I started little by little. When I was two to three to five, I started dancing, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, huh, okay, I like dancing. And then I joined like choir in like elementary. Then I had my first show, the bandstand, and I played Darlene. So I was like, I really. Do you remember love the this. first live show you ever saw? Hmm. Oh, it was Cinderella. Was it really? With Kiki Palmer, yes. Oh, it was Kiki Palmer. <laughs> uh-huh. You just dropped that. That is amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> what a special show. And then from there, would that just say Ignite a Fire? Yeah. I was like, wow, this is what I want to do for yeah. the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Kate, what about you? Um, I honestly see myself like doing revivals or tours. I'm a very golden age I love this classic. Yeah, Yeah, I like those classic stories. They're timeless. So I just see myself hopefully revivals in New York or something. (laughs) So when you see like um, modernizations of things like Romeo and Juliet, for example, remember there was that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Mm -hmm. right? And that was like a totally different spin Mm -hmm. on the whole story, that the traditional story. How do you feel as an artist? Do you like that angle or do you like more definitely classic? I I like that angle. I think that the classic is the original is always the best in my opinion mm-hmm. like with movies the same way like i just think that yeah like no matter even if there is a revival of something it will never be how that original production was done and i think that's the amazing part of theater yeah, of course that's the but, magic right yeah. so director buzz do you ever think that you'd be in the director seat either one of you I feel like I have dreams mm. about. Yeah, <laughs> I have dreams at night. I'm like, I mean, oh my gosh, what have I directed you, you know this what you're show. doing. Uh-huh. So just, just curious if you would ever do like maybe a smaller production just to just oh, to yeah. see if because your leadership skills are amazing. Like you definitely would be able to an entire ensemble. I could see this like doing you know doing some great things. What about you, Kate? Um, I was the associate director for Newsies with Mr. Romeo. Oh, so I got, I got to see like the whole process, and I I love working with someone who definitely knows what they're doing I don't personally I don't think that I have like that whole creative mind to build a show from the ground up oh but it's coming yeah you'll you'll have that for the uh, it's gonna be amazing I liked being behind the scenes and now you know being on stage again I understand the whole mental process that our directors go through Mm -hmm. um so I, I understand how to execute things a lot better and faster so it it just it helps me a lot honestly so mr romeo can you talk about the production of it like the actual set design what happens there yeah so i've really tried to work with our uh, musical theater tech students to uh to start taking more of a a leading role in that way Mm -hmm. so our uh, set designer is actually charlotte venny um she is our set designer for the show i told her i need a platform i need walls you know it's a farce so it needs to have walls and doors and entrances and exits um but when we go into the garden i really wanted to have like a magical effect so Mm -hmm. it has like i I think it's something surprising i won't say what it is because i want people to come see it yeah sure there's like a moment of wow I will say that I think is really cool Mm -hmm. Um, as we transition out to the garden um, and I said that's what I want 
you go from there. And she has been looking up uh, vintage wallpaper. She's been looking up vintage fabrics. She has been making sure paint colors, the way that it needs to look. Um, she is building, we're going to have a set piece that... Um, is like one of those big circle lobby couches mm -hmm. on one side, but on the other side, when we transition into the garden, it's going to be a fountain. Oh, wow. And so she is building that from scratch. She is doing the whole kit and caboodle. Really? Yeah. And the fountain's going to work. Wow. Yeah, don't quote me. I mean, it, it's working as of now, so hopefully it will still be working when you see the show. Because yes. Charlotte's doing a great job. But, like, she's really taken ownership of that, which is wonderful. Um um, Emily Walzak is our lighting designer. Okay. Um, she was our lighting designer for Newsies as well, but I definitely had more of a... I inserted myself in that a little bit more. I had uh -huh. to teach her how to program the lights, how to program the board. This time I said, guess what? You're going. Go do it. And she's she's like almost all the way through Act 1 now, and she's done the whole thing herself. So talk about the importance of lighting design, because some people are like, just flick the lights on, and you just have the regular lights. No, lighting design is extremely important. I mean, it, it's going to set the mood of the entire show, which is why, you know, when you have 25-year-old DJ lights hanging on your ceiling, it can be difficult to Right. But, yes. but some gaff tape yeah, with some gaff tape to make sure they don't strobe. <laughs> but our kids are doing a really great job, and and it is a challenge for them to look through and and you know when we have all of the top of line equipment, which hopefully we will soon. Mm -hmm. um, that's really exciting. We get to do so many more things with that, which mm -hmm. is awesome. But then sometimes when you don't have, you have to think outside the box a little bit and be creative. Mm -hmm. But so uh, even with my staging, I've gotten to the point now where I've staged enough shows where I know where the dark spots are on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't have a student stand in the dark spot on the stage. So Absolutely. I stage it to make sure they're not there. Right, Mary teaches us all to find our light. Yes. I love it. Yes. Talk about your seniors. Talk about how proud you are oh. because I'd love to hear about their journey. And is it hard for you to like let the butterfly? Butterflies go out into the wild of theater? It is not hard for me to let the butterflies go because I know that they're going on to big, bigger and brighter things. And I know that pretty soon I'm just going to get to turn on my TV or go to New York and see them in a show. So mm -hmm. I know that their careers are going to be long and prosperous. Um, we've been doing a lot of really great things. That's one of the things when I came in with the musical theater program is I've separated the seniors into their own class. So we actually get to spend the time to work on their senior pre-screen videos in class, okay. which a lot of people don't realize, but when you're auditioning for a BFA program in either acting or musical theater um, and dance, you need to record videos of yourself and send them to the school to see if you are allowed to audition. Wow. You don't get to audition unless they think you're good enough based on a video. Wow. So we spend almost the entire first quarter working on just those videos for those kids and they submit. Mm. Then when they come back and they get these offers from schools that they want to be seen, um, that is when the real the real work yeah. begins because now you're going in front of people and you have to make it through the dance call, make it through the acting call, make it through the vocal call, then do another audition. It's, it, it builds and it builds from there, yeah. So taking you to like Kate, over here who's really into classic the classic look of theater would you suggest that she opens up her gamut to have like you know some contemporary pieces on, on her film absolutely I make her okay. uh, I, mean, I mean I make her like she has this gorgeous lyrical soprano but girl can belt her face off too so oh, I, I mean like let's, let's be honest um, absolutely I, I think it's important to know where our strong oh sorry I think it's important to know where our strong points are mm -hmm. um, but we need to be well rounded uh, I'm a big believer in making sure that the students get to be themselves. Mm -hmm. There's a really disgusting thing in theater that unfortunately still still exists that I hate that's called typing. Oh, yeah. Where if you don't look a certain way right. or you don't sound a certain way, you can't be considered for a certain role. And I, I'm working really hard to kind of push against that a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, like, 
That's Kate, a, Kate that's has a gorgeous soprano voice, and cool. she would make a fantastic Christine one day. She really, really would. But she also has a phenomenal belt, and there's lots of other things that she can do. But when we're looking at colleges, right, in a couple of years, which is way closer than you think, there are certain <laughs> programs that have more classical musical theater training and are looking for more classical artists. Okay. So those are the schools that I would recommend her to apply to, not NYU, not Hessian, not um, even some of the like Penn State's and Boston Conservatories. They're a little bit more geared towards new works and contemporary music, mm. whereas you're looking at some of the programs like um, Florida State, um, UCF, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Ithaca, some of those bigger programs right. are actually looking at a more classic style and are looking for that. So how do you do that? Is it you consult with each? How many, how many seniors do you have? Eight. Oh, okay, right good. Now. So that you can at least tailor something. Oh, yeah, but next year we're going to have a lot more. Mm-hmm. Those me. kids were accepted as freshmen during COVID year. Oh, wow. So this senior class came in as freshmen during, they had to audition virtually at home when God we were all sent home for COVID. All, yeah. So it's, it's next year we're going to have a lot more seniors. But yeah, that's why it's their own class. So yeah. I really get to devote that individual time to them. And they all work on packages and we get to record them with each other and for each other and they give each other feedback. Because by that point, they've been in the program for a while. Um, even, even you guys, where we're sitting yeah. in our vocal studio right now mm-hmm. working on the power triangle yes. you are I, I say how did you feel about that to the person performing then I open it up for them to give feedback before I give my own mm-hmm. because it's really important for them to, to understand why something works or why it doesn't and they're not going to do that until they watch it either succeed or not be as successful in another student so Olivia you seem super confident like on this on this role like how do you get mm-hmm. yourself to that level mm-hmm. You just keep it's practicing just, over and over. And yeah, just, it's like once you practice something over and over, you just get, it's like mental. It's mental. Like yeah. if I do something over and over again, oh, of course. Oh, that's that. Like mm-hmm. I am I know how to get to that point. I think it's mostly because when I was younger, um, like I just sat with my mom most of the time and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is how I learn lines. Mommy, can you read my lines for me? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, yeah. So if I get a word wrong, start over, do it again. You have to like just get it right. Just condition Verbatim, it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's and once you get the cadence of that and you understand, you can you can pull that yeah. in professionally. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, yeah, tell us, uh, Kate. Tell us what you look forward to for the rest of the season. Um, honestly, just having a great time. I just love, I just love doing this stuff around like amazing people and the fact that it's never the same. Every single day, like no matter how hard we practice. And I mean, my mom always says practice makes permanent. Oh, I love that. Right. It's never perfect. No. Um, and I've always had to remind myself of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, don't let perfection awesome. be the enemy of good. I mean, honestly, because yeah. we all always are focused on being mm-hmm. perfect all the time. I mean, I don't know if you saw the movie Black Swan, but she was like so focused mm-hmm. on being perfect. Right. And it really ate away at her. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's what I would be afraid of for a student, just because you are always growing, you're always evolving, yes. and you're always going to, you know, yeah. tra- uh, transition to something even bigger and better uh, with all these different roles that you're. That you're looking at. I am so excited for the both of you. You're Thank incredible. You. I mean, your light is just, and your aura. I can see, I get chills talking to you guys. <laughs> so fun. So Thank congratulations. This is so a much. very exciting show. Uh, Mr. Romeo, tell everybody about how they can get tickets. Absolutely. So originally tickets were going to go on sale tomorrow, but because of all of you watching, I decided tickets went on sale live at 5 p.m. Live Yay! at 5. Uh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. You can go to www.sjc 
ACCA.org. And right on the front page, uh, you're going to see a link with our, our poster and our logo, and you're going to click on it, and it's going to take you to show ticks for you. And that's where you're going to be able to purchase tickets. Normally, we do four to five shows, but because this is a smaller show and it's not as well known, I want to pack the house. Yeah. So we're only doing three shows. Okay. Thursday night, uh, February 15th at 7. Um, Friday night, February 16th at 7. And Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. Cool. Uh, on the 17th. So Awesome, awesome. Yeah. This is amazing. Uh, thank you all for coming to studio today and talking about this incredible program mm-hmm. that we're going to support as a community. We're getting you a fancy theater whether I like it or not. <laughs> Please. I'm getting this done. Please. And I just want to, while I'm here, I just want to make sure yeah. I thank the St. Augustine High School administration as Absolutely. well. Our new principal, Mr. Travis Brown, you know, he was at Murray Middle School. Amazing human uh, being. Yes, amazing I know him very well. We love him. And I'm sure they're really sad that they're gone, but we're really happy that we have him. He's a huge supporter of the arts. He's a huge supporter of everything that we do at SJCCA. And cool. uh, I just, you know, I'm just really glad that we have him. So I always like to bring that up about how supportive he is. Absolutely. So cool. And supportive of this community too. We're going to rally um, and always keep me posted on all of your adventures. Absolutely. This is so exciting. Break a leg. Thank you. You're going to be fabulous. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for tuning in tonight. This was an exceptional interview. I just love having some great people in studio. This is inspiration right here in the 904. So thanks guys for tuning in. Mike and Amanda will be back tomorrow. Hopefully prayers up for Amanda. I know she lost her voice. She sounds like a lounge singer, but she'll be all right. (laughs) Uh, But yes, and I'll be, of course, uh, bright and early with Pete and Troy in the morning. I love you guys. Thanks so much for watching. Share the show, boo. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 